Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, dear podcast listeners. I hope you're doing well today. Here's a new episode, another one. And uh, this one is called Pub Chat with Charlie Baxter. My guest is Charlie Baxter, who you might know already. He was on this podcast last year. And you also might know his podcast, which is called The British English Podcast, and his YouTube channel, which is called Real English with Real Teachers. Now, Charlie is an English teacher from the UK, from England. These days he lives in Australia and uh, so in this recording Charlie was in Sydney in Australia and I was at home here in Paris, in France, in Europe, in the world and the concept for this episode is that we are in a pub and the idea is that you can join us in a pub. I will explain the concept again in a moment so I don't need to go into the full details but basically in this episode social English, okay, English that we use in social situations and some practical English, English that you would use if you go to the pub or somewhere similar and how to get the attention of the barmaid or barman the bartender and how to order your drinks and just the general social etiquette around going to the pub. Now, I have done an episode about going to the pub before. Episode 100 of Luke's English Podcast recorded in 2012, 10 years ago. Episode 100 was all about going to the pub and that was very, very in-depth and full of detail and should be everything you could ever possibly need to know about going to the pub in England. So there's that as well. So uh, 10 years later, here here I am in another virtual pub doing another episode about going to the pub. Uh, There are lots of tangents, lots of conversational tangents in this episode, as you might expect, where we talk about sort of different things we end up talking about well, you'll see in a moment. But anyway, if you like the pub uh, stuff and you want more of that kind of thing, more specific things relating to everything you need to know about going to the pub, then you could check out episode 100. And you'll find that in the episode archive. The episode archive is either on my website, teacherluke.co.uk slash episodes, and then find episode 100. Or in your podcasting app, Uh, if you scroll back, you should be able to find episode 100 in there and you could listen to that one as well if you haven't already heard it. Okay, but anyway, I'll now let you listen to this fun conversation with Charlie Baxter in our virtual pub. And here we go. Hello, Charlie Baxter. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Luke Thompson. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. It's nice to speak to you again. It's delightful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in a blanket because it's cold in Sydney, and you're looking tanned. Yes, and it's, in a t-shirt. It's it's hot in 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 France where I am in Paris, 
and it's it's actually cold in Sydney. Is that- it's cold. It's only because though uh, we don't really have good heating. You know, it's it's that kind of climate where you don't you can kind of get away with it. So yeah, we have a we have a a heater that we push from room to room because we're too poor to buy more than one or stingy to buy more than one. And uh, but on the on the bright side of things, it is delightfully sunny most days still it's chilly but sunny winter in australia yeah yeah winter i'm talking winter here yeah Yeah. summer where i am as you can tell from the t-shirt and the and the slight like level of sweat i mean in (laughs) summer is not my favorite time of year because it's always just i'm usually just a little bit too hot and it's always just like uh, you know yeah, kind of like a nice going, layer of clam. Just trying to get from one place to the next and just, oh God, what's the next thing I've got to do? Just, <laughs> It's just a little bit too hot. I prefer- Your eyebrows go very blonde in the summer. What eyebrows? Are they always? What eyebrows? Do I have, <laughs> do I have any? Maybe that's, maybe that's why you hate summer, because you get all your sweat in your eyes. <laughs> I do have eyes. So, okay, listeners, podcast listeners, hello. Video viewers, hello. So audio listeners, who are not looking at the video. Um, uh, uh, let me try and paint a picture. So I don't, I seem to have invisible eyebrows, right? It's because I've got like fair hair, basically. It's not exactly blonde, not like it used to be when I was a kid, but um, I've got fair hair, which means that the, the hair of my eyebrows is also kind of light in color and it's sort of invisible, but I do have eyebrows. You could have fooled me. You could have fooled me. <laughs> or at least oh, it, it, the, my eyebrows are darker, closer to my nose, and then they get lighter as they go further away. So it looks like I've got, ti- like I've got tiny little, <laughs> tiny little eyebrows. <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah, it does look like that. I do have eyebrows, uh, I promise. Luke, have you ever thought about getting tattoos on your eyes? Oh no, that what, like tattoo, just tattoo permanent eyebrows on. No, that would be terrible. That would be a terrible idea. Can you imagine? What they also called it, another technique is microblading. What's that then? I've never heard of so that. They literally open, they gouge a wound in as thin as hairline, and then they basically do a tattoo, but they do it within like a, ga- a wound. So it's like hundreds of wounds. That sounds yeah. horrific. That sounds like a t- form of torture. Not, not. I know, I know, and people pay for it. Okay, and to, but does it actually look any good? Because if it's basically tattooed eyebrows, then it's not going to be. It's not going to have the three-dimensional aspect. It's not. It's just going to be flat. No. You know. Yeah, you 2D. don't. Want, you don't want to see your date in profile or ninety degrees. But front on, front on, it's fine. And then when they turn, it's like a sheet of paper. There's no yeah. Depth. When they turn, it's like obviously someone's just coloured those eyebrows onto your forehead. Yeah, this is yeah. a very strange tangent already at the beginning of this conversation. I wanted to say essentially, hello, Charlie, and we've done that. It's nice to know yeah, that you are you're fine, even though you're slightly cold uh, in Sydney, which is a surprise because we always imagine that Australia is the hot place and somewhere like you know the northern parts of Europe would be the cold place. But uh, 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 not not this time. So right, the tables have turned. The tables, indeed. The yeah. tables have turned. So um, 
Listeners, viewers, hello. Today on the podcast, as you can tell, I am joined again by Charlie Baxter. I think it's about a year since the last time we chatted on my podcast, back in episode 712. And just in case you don't know everybody, Charlie is an English teacher and a podcaster. He is the host of the British English podcast, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. And in this episode, we do have a plan. There is some method to the madness today. Uh, The idea is that we thought that we would imagine today that we are in a pub together. We're going to go to the pub. Now, we can't actually go to the pub, of course, because we're on literally opposite sides of of the planet. So, unfortunately, we can't actually go to a real pub. So well, we could mm-hmm. we could go to a pub, but we wouldn't have delightful microphones and and good treatment to allow the listeners to enjoy the actual conversation. It yeah. would be like, what what did they just say? I don't didn't hear that bit because there'd be the sound of a busy pub in the background. And I mean, we wouldn't we could go to the pub, but we it wouldn't be the same pub. You'd go to a pub in Australia. <laughs> I'd go to a pub in France, and then we'd sit there yeah. on our own imagining the conversation or we do it on the t- uh, anyway yeah yeah but we're going to listeners and video viewers the concept here is that we're going to imagine that we are in a pub together in england a sort of virtual pub and we're going to have a chat over a pint of beer or two or or a- another beverage of your choice the idea is that mm-hmm. listeners you can imagine that you're in the pub with us You can have a drink too, if you like. Uh, You can have a soft drink, if you prefer. That's totally fine. And uh, Charlie and I will be having a conversation and showing you some social English and also some pub English, which basically means the kinds of things that people say when they are ordering a drink, being served by the bartender. And then we will just sit down in our imaginary pub with our imaginary pints and maybe some imaginary crisps. And we'll have a bit of a chat and we'll see where the conversation goes. And listeners, viewers, you can sit with us. You can't talk. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) For some reason, you're mute. You have to just sit there and just listen to Charlie Mm. and and me. You can only listen. But, you know, we might explain some things to you as we go. All right, sir. Does that sound good, Charlie, to you? That does. Yeah, I've, I've got my drink here ready. I won't bring it up to show the audience yet because we're still going to go through to the bar and we're going to choose our drink, aren't we? Well, actually, we we haven't even gone into the pub yet. We're standing in the street at this point. We're standing in the street. Yeah, we're we're standing standing in the street. street. I thought that we could start by standing in the street of an average English town somewhere, just your average town. So here we are in the street. Now, um, which what do you think, Charlie? Which pub should we go to? Um, There's a couple of pubs. What about this one? It's um, uh, Weather Spoons. Should we go in there? Uh, Weatherspoons. Not tonight. Not tonight. No, I, I think we're above that tonight. Yeah, it's you not. Know. It's not. Not my favourite kind of pub. Maybe five, ten years ago, we would have been all about that. But no, I'm. I'm a bit of a snob now, so I'd prefer to go to the other one, uh, the Duke of Wellington. The Duke of Wellington. Yeah, nice name. Okay, you're right with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so. Listeners, viewers, a Weatherspoons pub is a well. There's lots of different types of pub in it's in true. England. You know, you've got your kind of yeah. Some of them are, some of them have a slightly different culture to others. So the thing about a Weatherspoons, it's a chain pub, and um, 
the beer is quite cheap, but uh, I don't know. I wonder I wonder why the beer is cheap. It's just a it's basically a very Brexity place. If you go in there, uh, then uh, <laughs> be prepared to support Brexit uh, without question, and and so on. But uh, I thought of a I thought of a phrase for um, people who are in Weatherspoons. They're a bit rough around the edges. Can you say that? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they they can be a bit rough. Weatherspoons. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean to sound snobbish and stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, t- today let's go to the Duke of Wellington. It looks like they've okay. got a nice. They when when you when you're judging a pub, right? There are certain things that will tell you uh, uh, what the pub will be like. So, for example, if the pub has got a flat roof, this is what people say. If the pub's got a flat roof, and if it's got maybe a Sky Sports banner on the outside, it might be a bit rough. Okay, I know you. they yeah, say you shouldn't I, judge a book I, by its I, cover. I, you shouldn't judge a pub by its exterior, but maybe you should as well, you know, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that, but it makes sense. It does make sense. So the Duke of Wellington looks nice. They've got some hanging, uh, you know, some, some uh, what do you call them? Hanging baskets. Hanging baskets. Like hanging baskets with flowers outside. They've got one of those yeah. um, signs in the window which says that they have lots of, what is it, the Real Ale Association? Is that, what are they called? Real Ale. Oh, hold on. I don't know that one. I don't know. Real? Are you meaning like what the pub is sponsored by? What drink the pub has? No, it's Camera. That's it. C-A-M-R-A, the campaign for Real Ale and uh, some pubs will have a camera logo in the window, which basically means that the beer will be good. Oh, right! They'll have a di- they'll have a good selection of different local ales, right? Has this come in recently, or has it been around? No, it's forever? quite a long. It's quite a long. Um, it's been around for quite a long time. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's camera that you have in the the logo that you have in the window, but they will have. There is a logo with a uh, what looks like the, uh, the a beer uh, tap, you know, um, a uh, a draft beer lever thing. You got it. <laughs> Showing yeah, my vocab here. Yeah, lever. One of those big levers that you use to to uh, pull, you know, to serve a big draft pint pint of draft of beer it's a it's a picture of one of those le- uh, those uh levers and uh it basically says they you know they have real ales in there which is a good sign it, it means that the beer will be pretty good so the, right. i can see they've got one of them in the window of the duke of uh wellington so yes they've so- also they've also got um some stocks outside you know the old school hang your hands and head through They've got that there for a bit of fun to think about the past. Just yeah, a bit of like a um, bit of traditional sort of um, realia there in the front of the pub. Like uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. A, a lot of pubs will have sort of uh, props from the past, like maybe a, a, a big uh, wheel, a big wooden wheel from a, from an old yeah. wagon, uh, and maybe a set of stocks or some other little uh item from the past yes okay well let's go in yeah. there then yeah good yeah good Let, let's go in there you don't want to go to the other one because the other one it's got a nice beer garden but the the owners um well the ownership 
was exchanged recently? How would you they say They changed the nice management. Word? They changed, changed management. management. Uh-huh. And uh, now they've got like a, a Thai restaurant in the back. Ooh. And it's not the best Thai. Okay. So don't know what you want to do about that. I do like Thai food, but um, no, I'm, I, I like the oh. look of the Duke of, Ed, uh, Duke of Edinburgh, Duke of Wellington. Duke of Edinburgh Wellington, is down the road. Yeah. No, we'll go to the Duke of Wellington. That sounds good. I think the Duke of Edinburgh is the long walk, isn't it? <laughs> you get an award as well at the end, don't you? Um, right, no, we're going in the Duke of Wellington. Let's go in. Right, so in we go. Oh, there, it's very nice in here. This is good. Um, look, they've got a pool table over there. That's good. Yeah. Um, and some other stuff. This is nice. So, um, fireplace, fireplace, some comfy chairs. I like this. I like this. So I tell you what, Charlie, I'll go and get this table over here. If you want to just, if you pop to the bar, I'll get the, I'll get that table. You can get the first round. I'll I'll get the next round. Okay. I'll get the rounds in. Yeah. All good. All good. Could you, rounds in? could you get me, um, I'll have, um, I'll have a, I'll have a pint of bitter. No, uh, It's an Alan Partridge reference there, the obligatory Alan Partridge yeah. reference. Now, I, I'll um, have a pint of Guinness, actually. It's, it's been ages since I had a, a pint of Guinness in an English pub, oh, so yeah? I'll have a pint of Guinness, please. Yeah. And could you get pint some crisps? Guinness it is. Could you get some yeah. crisps as well? What? Get me some uh, cheese and onion crisps. Cheese and onion crisps, yeah. Anything okay. else? No, that, that's good. So, listeners, yeah. viewers, what's going to happen now is that pew, we're going to go to the virtual bar... And I will become the virtual barman, and Char- I'm going to serve the drinks to Charlie. So he's going to order the, the the beer and crisps or whatever that we're having, and I'll serve them. So here I am. So you now wander over to the bar, and here I am at the bar cleaning glasses. Very good. I don't actually have yeah. any glasses in this room, so I imagine I'm cleaning glasses with this mug here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Um, Hiya, what can yeah. I get for you? Yeah, uh, could I get a pint of Guinness? Mm-hmm. And um, what, uh, what kind of um, IPAs do you have? Do you have any IPAs? Yeah, we've got uh, Green King IPA. Okay. Anything, yeah. anything like a bit more something, poppy? What, something better? <laughs> anything better than that? Jeez, um, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. Yeah, we've got uh, this, but uh, I don't know what it's called. Hold on. I've just, it's my first day, sorry. Mm. Um, so, no yeah, yeah, we've got... Can I have a little taste of that? Yeah, sure, here right. you go. Do you want a taste of the Green King? Um, or I, the I other one? I've- tasted that before. Okay, we've yeah. got this one which is called um uh, uh squidgy <laughs> crankshaft. <laughs> squidgy crank <laughs> squidgy crankshaft, yeah. I've got you want a taste of squidgy uh <laughs> Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Okay, here's there you go. I'll just give you a little taste of squidgy crankshaft. There you go. It's a bit stronger. It's 5.4 this one. There you are. Oh, 5.4. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, strong. It's yeah, nice, I like isn't it? it? Could have yeah, yeah. Multi hopping. Yeah, I'll have Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Can I have a pint of that? Please? Pint of that. Pint of Guinness and a pint of squidgy uh crankshaft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um do you have any um cheese and onion crisps? Cheese and onion crisps, yeah, right you are. There you go. Packet of cheese and onion. Get the Guinness on the go there, the squidgy crankshaft. 
Yeah. Lovely. Busy day? Yeah. Um, No, fairly quiet, actually. You're my first customers. I mean, after all, it is 11 a.m. A bit early, isn't it? Uh, But, you know, I'm not judging. There you go. Pint of squidgy crankshaft for you. And just sort the Guinness out. Top that off there. There you go. And uh, cheese and onion. Anything else at all? Lovely. Now, that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. That will be uh, 25 thousand pounds please um, even 25 pounds i'm just joking no that's 15 quid please mate 15 yeah can i pay by phone or card sure sure let yeah. me go here's the yeah. here's the here's the card reader thing there you go no sorry that so it's been rejected sorry no. mate uh, if you got an, if you that's got that's actually um a measuring tape oh oh yeah so that's it is it. so sorry i got it uh, wrong um yeah here, you it got here it payment is. System. Here it is. Here it is. I've got it just here. Um, just bear with me a second. There you go. There's my payment system there. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Card's ready. Yeah. Okay. Beep. Yeah. There you go. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone you through fine. Yeah. It's gone through fine. I'm through. I mean, this is actually a box of pens. Weird. Oh. It actually went through as well. I don't know what's going on there. All right, mate. The there, there you go. Cheers. Nice one. Thank Cheers. you. Yeah. So as Charlie goes back to the table, um, I will quickly run round the back of the room and sit in the table. Oh, you got the pints then, Charlie. Nice one. There we go. There you go, mate. Lovely, lovely stuff. Get that down, yeah. Cheers. There you go, mate. Cheers, 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 cheers. Cheers. Clink. I've actually actually got one because it's not 11 a.m. Not for you. Here. It's uh, 12 p.m. No, it's 7.10. 7 p.m. So, yeah. That's fine. Cheers. Okay. Well, I'll just... There you go. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. I'm, actually, I'm actually drinking cider, and I never drink cider, but my friend gave me, like, a, a mixed bag of six cans of cider for my birthday, and I had to put on that kind of... Ah! Oh, <laughs> you knew exactly what I liked. Yeah. Oh, so and how how many have you had so far not today i mean just like um how many of those nine cans have have you get got are you through? counting for me you, um no this is the first of the bunch yeah okay first yeah i've i've not put myself through it yet all right. Well, yeah, I like the way you're bravely uh, drinking them anyway, even though you don't like them. Maybe maybe by the end of those nine cans, you know, whenever that will be, uh, you'll be like, actually, I quite like cider now. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Be a changed man. Yeah. So anyway, it's nice to be in an English pub, Charlie. I haven't been in an English pub for a little while, you know, living away from home, uh, although this is my new home in France, living away from the UK. I don't get to kind of go to the pub as often as I would I would like. What about is the same for you or I guess they have uh they have pubs in Australia in the same same kind of pubs as in England? Yeah, 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 I can understand you. You must miss it. Um yeah, in Australia they've they've got pubs. They call them hotels, but for a a reason back in the day where you had to have accommodation to sell um alcohol. So every yeah, there's there's one downstairs that's called the London Hotel, oh. and it's just a pub. But um, yeah, they they do quite well. Uh, like America, I I was there before, and and uh, they can't do a pub. They just don't know how to do it, do they? they what have do they a do? Bar. Yeah, 
and they have a restaurant. They have nothing in between, maybe a diner if you like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Australia have kind of like a, an okay version, but not quite the quintessentially British feel that a, an English pub has. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a kind of a unique thing, I suppose. Even when you get pubs um, that are sort of quote unquote British pubs, but abroad, like um, in Japan, uh, when I used to live there, it's like Luke's English podcast bingo, listeners. Every time I say that, you get a you get ten bonus points. Um, when I used to live in Japan, there were some British style pubs in Tokyo that we go to sometimes, and it's like obviously far from being the same thing because it's probably on the seventh floor of a of a high rise building. First of all, you actually go up in a lift and then you open and then then that are there you are in what. They try to, you know, they try to uh, recreate an English pub, but just certain things are just not the same. I don't know what it is, but it often there's a lot of wood, wood panelling and things like that. Um, Was it real, like, uh, authentic furniture and, and like, the the walls were made of what you would expect it to be made of? Or when you tap it, it's like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, a, a a proper English pub is probably going to be in a building that's been there for centuries, and um, it's a certain size and a certain shape, and the walls are made of that very you know old stone, and there might be a big fireplace. So there's just you know the 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 size and shape of it, and the materials that they use, and the types of chairs and things are obviously going to be quite specific so the japanese uh, pub would be kind of like oh you realize these are basically japanese chairs they're a bit smaller than they would be in in the uk there's generally less space and uh, you realize that there are kind of they have to make booths uh seats in booths along this wall because they can't you know do chairs and tables like you would have in a pub and the bar is much smaller it it's fits with the sort of normal japanese conventions of a bar so there's probably different sort of rules and regulations about how you have a bar in japan and so everything's yeah. just like not really the same and similar in france there's a english pub nearby and it's very similar to a pub in england but then there are just certain slight differences which I can't put my finger on. Maybe even one of them would be who's in there, the clientele, like the the punters themselves. In an English pub, you've got multiple generations, you've got mainly local people, and I imagine if it's a a British themed pub in Japan, it's like a a um a a thing that you want to go and experience for the sake of it. It's a novelty so might, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a novelty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you might travel from far and wide. It might be quite touristy. Yes, exactly. And um, yeah, it's full of a certain type of clientele. But as you said, like your English local pub is going to be full of local people. There's going to be a guy in there with his dog or whatever. Um, but yes. Uh, so the local English pub here in Paris um, it's full of uh, like French people who work nearby, probably, and they mm-hmm. they say, "Hey, let's go down to the English pub," you know, and often to watch the football or something like that. So yes, the clientele is different, and of course, the way they act in there is different. So the the etiquette at the bar will be different. So uh, of course, going to an English pub, um, there's a certain sort of culture of getting drinks at the bar, and often that will be. 
um, there is a an order that whoever arrives at the bar, you know, the the order is if you arrive at the bar first, you get served first. And there's a sort of gentlemanly understanding that if you, you know, you have to acknowledge that this person next to you got to the bar first. And so if the barman approaches you, you go, no, no, this guy's first, you know, and, you know, unless it's a Friday night and everyone's elbowing their way to the bar and being ruthless, if it's a, if it's a more. Yeah, the the more people at the bar, the more aggressive one might need to be. But yeah, the, the subtleties are really important, especially you know, in that situation where I was the first person in the pub, if I said anything direct, like, can I get served, please? That's very rude, isn't it? Yes. He knows this. You just need to almost say hello. Like there's no, can I get something? Yeah, this is a good question. How do you actually get served at at a pub in England? And, um, one of the mistakes that uh, visitors to England will make, and I've just seen this as a teacher, when uh, I've taken my students in groups, you know, a group of students, I've taken them to the pub on a Friday afternoon nice. and then observed the way that they behave in there. Oh, a lot. Here are the classic mistakes, right? So one of those mistakes is that they will sit down at a table. So they first, they find a table and sit there and then wait at the table, sort of maybe expecting someone to come to the table to serve them but no, that's not how it works. You might go to a table first and claim that table, but then you have to go to the bar and you order your your drinks and probably food from the bar. So that's the first yeah. thing. And what we did is quite normal. We'd split up. One would go get the drinks, the other would grab the table. Yeah, or you might both yeah. go to the bar, get your drinks, and then, and then once you've got your drinks, like, all right, where shall we sit as you spill beer on the floor? um yeah yeah one one tip that i i wanted to tell people once before was the eyebrow trick the sorry for listeners it's uh raising your eyebrows to the point where you create frown lines in your forehead if you have eyebrows (laughs) and if you have frown lines yeah and it's sort of like uh yeah excuse me mate it's like that, yeah, raising the eyebrows as if to say, yeah, you know, I, I would like to be served, please. Yeah, and a slight chin up. Maybe it's even a subtle nod of the head, like, uh, all right, mate, yes, I'd like to be served, please, sir. Yeah. Uh, all right, mate. Yes. Yeah, and, it's, and, yeah. and uh, excuse me as well. If you have to get the attention of the barman or bartender, um, if they, are, they have their back to you and they're doing something, then uh, you have to say, excuse me. And it's not, it has to be like this. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. It's good. Yeah. Excuse me, mate. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. If they're, if they're not looking at me, excuse me, mate. Sorry, mate. I might say, sorry, mate. Yes. How British is that to say sorry for a drink? Yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. It's like, uh, what, what, what have you done? <laughs> I, I, I've come into your pub. Don't apologise. That's the that's why the pub is here. <laughs> sorry, mate. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it, that we do that? Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, often sorry is as a way of saying, is a way of getting someone's attention. But you you, you get their attention and you apologise already for having interrupted what they're doing. Sorry, mate. Um, can I uh, you know can I have a pint of Guinness, please? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And if it's a girl, though, if the if the if the person serving you is is not a man, can you say mate? 
Excuse me, mate. I wouldn't. I think you'd be a bit. Girls sometimes might call each other mate, but I don't think you would say. Yeah. Excuse me, mate, mm, to a girl. I've 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 said it before on on the podcast where it's it's not common. What would I say for a female bartender? She's not looking. Uh, excuse me. So, sorry. I think just remove the mate. I mean, it's really simple, but sorry, or or what you said, excuse me. <laughs> it's so English. We're geniuses, it's, aren't we? It's so English, I love that. Just like, sorry, the person turns around and is like, whoa, so, <laughs> what have you done? Did you break a glass? Yeah, it's true though, it's true. Uh, sorry, um, or excuse me, yeah, there you go. And then, if you want a pint of beer, yeah, you can't say, excuse me, can I, oh, I did it automatically excuse me you can't say can i be served please and you don't say one beer i've seen that lots <laughs> no. of times from my students uh, yeah. one beer or I, I i will take one beer yeah yeah it should be in germany it was actually quite normal to say that yes i found that very strange because there are a lot of beers that are on offer but they generally have a i guess the best equivalent i would say is like the house beer yeah and you just get one of them. So one beer and the bar person, the bartender knows basically that you mean one of the generic house beers or just their generic house beer, which is probably a sort of a Pilsner or something in Germany, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, whereas, or a Weizen. But yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think there's probably like German or Swiss students who, who I remember saying that. One beer. And it's instead you have to say... I'll have like I'll have a pint of and then name your beer. I'll have a pint of Foster's, please, or I'll have a pint of Guinness, please, or I'll have a pint of what was it, Squidgy? Um, can't remember the name of that beer that you've Squidgy ordered. Crankshaft. Squidgy Crankshaft. Um, Cheers. Yeah. yeah. How is that Squidgy Crankshaft? By the way, is it Squidgy? It's Squidgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's squidgy. <laughs> well, good. Good. It does yeah. what it says on the tin then. Um, yeah. And okay, uh, so I'll have a pint of Guinness, yeah. please, or a glass of a glass of uh, a glass of Chardonnay, or glass of white wine, and a pint of Guinness, please. You have to say please at the end. Yes. Yes, and then once they're pouring it, you kind of either go into the very small talk if it's, it's if it's just you and them, maybe, but otherwise just shut up. And then when they when they come to the next bit, it's always like, thanks. You, you say thanks multiple times, like for the paying, thanks. Thanks for that. For me paying you, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of thanks. I mean, we are quite awkward people, aren't we? Um, I, I don't yeah. know if it's the British or specifically the English. Uh, we are quite awkward. Yeah. There's lots of oh, thanks, 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 sorry, yeah. thanks, tar, cheers. I, I wanted... I w- I wanted to go back to the the female bartender. Do you feel? Do you ever feel comfortable, or have you ever felt comfortable saying "love"? Thanks, love. Hello, love. No. All right, love. All right, love. Thanks, love. No. Or darling. Thanks, darling. Yeah, I'll have a pint of Guinness, please, darling. No, it's not me. Because it's quite common. It's quite normal, and I didn't mean common. It is in the the naughty meaning of that like word, working but, class uh, sort of thing. It's quite quite, but I meant it's quite frequent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, but I, I do think that that. So we're going to get in. We're going to end up talking about class now, aren't we? Because that's just unavoidable. Um, anyway, anyway. But How's I, your Guinness? My Guinness is very nice. It's going down very well. Thanks. It's not a bad pint of Guinness. I have to say. I mean, you get good and bad pints of Guinness. 
don't you? And uh, I don't know that. I'm not a Guinness drinker. Aren't you? Ah. No. But I thought it was like Coca-Cola, like you get a good, you get the same wherever. No, it's not true. no, it's not really. I don't know quite what the reason is, but uh, yeah, some some pubs do a better pint than others. I mean, what they say is that Guinness doesn't travel, which means that I, I think that this means that it doesn't travel away from Ireland very well. Obviously, Guinness is from Dublin in Ireland. And I think probably the best Guinness you can get would be maybe even from the from the bar at the Guinness factory in Dublin, it's probably going to be the best Guinness there. But the best Guinness I've ever had was in, in the Republic of Ireland in, uh, I think it was in Cork. Um, and just incredible. It's like very, the head is very, very fluffy and thick. And um, it just tastes fresh and wonderful. Uh, whereas a bad pint of Guinness, there'll be no head on it at all. The head is the froth at the top of the, the, the beer, by the way, listeners and viewers. A bad Guinness, that there'll be no head or there'll be a little bit of head at the beginning, but by the time you get down to the middle, the head is gone completely. That's a terrible pint of Guinness. What you want from a good pint of Guinness is a good thick head that rises above the, the, the top of the glass and that will stay thick all the way down as you drink it until at the very bottom when you've finished the beer, there's still like a, a blob of, of foam at the bottom, which you can even swish around and drink as well at the end. Um, and so in Ireland, yeah, the, the Guinness was good in that way. And in, in Liverpool as well, pretty good too, because that's not far from Ireland. Um, nice. And a lot yeah. of there's an Irish community there and stuff and Irish pubs. So pretty good Guinness in Liverpool. Um, but yeah, so they say it doesn't travel. So the further away you know, the more the, the Guinness has to travel. I don't know if this is still true with, you know, you know, new um, uh, logistics systems and stuff. Maybe they can keep the Guinness more fresh, but certainly used to be the case. But also I, I understand that maybe Guinness doesn't travel also means it doesn't travel from the barrel to the tap very well, that you need a short distance between the barrel and the tap. And if you've got the barrel deep in the cellar with a long line that goes up to the to the tap on the bar, the longer that line, the less uh, less good the Guinness will be when it gets to the to the glass. But I'm not an expert. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. So that that could be two different meanings of travel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unless, unless the pipe went from you know Ireland to <laughs> Australia <laughs> through the centre of the earth. If yeah. The... <laughs> You were saying about um, Liverpool and how there's lots of Irish people there. I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's part of the uh, unique uh, uh, makeup of, of of Liverpool. Yeah, there's like Irish people. There's people from all over the place. But yeah, certainly a large Irish uh, contingent in in Liverpool. You, yeah. Did you live in Liverpool? Yeah, at, at one point I went to university there. Yeah, so I lived there for for about four years. And uh, nice. uh, it lived in a house with a few guys from Northern Ireland, um, which was a funny experience because they were hilarious. And they uh, would, after after college, uh, we would sometimes go to a local Irish pub. So they would take us, take me and my friend Neil, who was also English. So there would be three guys from Northern Ireland and they would take me and my friend Neil to Scruffy Murphy's, which is basically a, it was a chain pub, you know, like an Irish chain pub, but it was a good one. And it was, and they would, we would sit down and drink Guinness and they would also buy whiskey as well, glasses of whiskey. 
which was new to me that I would never drink beer and whiskey sort of at the same time. Ah, uh, yeah. But like that, a chaser. Yeah, like a chaser. But you drink it a bit more slowly. It's not a shot. You don't go bam okay. and then drink the beer. You'd be drinking your Guinness and also having a bit of um, maybe Bush Mills whiskey or something as well. Oh, what? In between the sips of beer? Yeah, you have can have the two. of whiskey. I don't know if they would... This, this, this was just them or if this is a sort right. of an Irish or Northern <laughs> Irish thing. But uh, yeah, you'd have a glass of whiskey and a beer or maybe you'd have a beer and then you'd have a glass of whiskey and you can go back to the beer as well if you want. They go together quite well. But anyway, after a couple of pints and a couple of glasses of whiskey, we would emerge from the pub kind of glowing, you know, <laughs> and then we would that go... Pregnant to, glow. Yeah, just like, yeah, it was... It was great. I mean, I was, you know, 20 something in those days. So, you know, you can do that kind of thing when you're in your 20s. So these days I'd be yeah. like, oh, I've got to go to bed. I'm too tired. You know, I'd want to fall asleep now. But um, yeah, then we would go over the road to the local, uh, local Burger King. This was a routine. Right. And we would then eat uh, bacon double cheeseburgers. And those bacon double cheeseburgers never tasted as good as they did after several pints of Guinness and a couple of glasses of, of Irish whiskey. I mean, what a combination. You can't live like that all the time, but still. No, not for long. But I've never experienced that, so I, I can't imagine. But it, it does sound delightful. It is, I, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had, a, I had a, a wealthy friend at university, and I, I would always go to McDonald's after a night out and get a, like a Happy Meal or the cheapest thing possible. And he would go in there, and he would just buy... 20 burgers what or like or like 10 to 15 burgers or something for everyone like right. five of us or whatever. right 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 and then we'd go back to his and then we'd all just have burgers like the burger was in many ways the best bit and then you'd like be like oh yeah i've got the chips okay that's fine but you know to have multiple burgers i never thought of this as an option i oh, am yeah, more before. than one burger yeah yeah. Right. Yes. And, and blew my world with blew McDonald's. With McDonald's, obviously, there's different types of burger. You've got the Big Mac, and then you've got the the uh, quarter pounder. Uh, yeah. A quarter pounder. He went, with... he went straight for the cheeseburgers, not not to be tight, but just like loads of the cheeseburgers. Just, right. Just big, eat as many as you want. In terms of from big to small, the Big Mac and the quarter pounder are similar size, but then the standard burger or standard cheeseburger are quite small. And um, yeah, that's that is quite a nice little additional side burger that you can have with your main burger. You have a yeah. Big Mac, and you can have a little cheeseburger as well if you want. Yeah, I never thought of Basically, that either, but that you know, yeah. I mean, I, I um, you know, I learned that by observing others that they were like, "Well, you're yeah. having a little side, a cheeky side cheeseburger there as well," and then you kind of think, "Well, yeah, why not? There are no rules. Why not?" Exactly. Yeah. But interesting that you that you um, went to university in Liverpool. I only know of Liverpool. I mean, I did actually go there once when I was a kid. But the only references I have of Liverpool, other than meeting a few friends in my life that are from there, is Brookside. Oh, yeah. Brookie. Do you remember Brookie? I do remember Brookside. I never really used to watch it. Although we used to, we used to watch soap operas at university when I was living in the student house. It was like nine of us and... We would we did watch a lot of like soap operas on TV, but Brookside, yeah, was a soap opera uh, that was set in Liverpool, and yeah, Brookie, that was like really everyone was really Scouse, uh, loads of really great Scouse accents in Brookside. 
Yeah. Absolutely. What? No, Ant and Deck, they were Grange Hill, weren't they? Ant and Deck were in uh, Biker Grove. So oh, Biker Grove. So now yeah. we're, talk- we're talking about uh, TV shows and soap operas that we used to watch now, listeners and viewers, just in case you were wondering. So Brookside, the one set in Liverpool. A soap opera, just in case anyone is wondering, is a sort of a drama show which is uh, on TV probably at least twice a week, uh, sometimes more, sometimes every day. And it's sort of a show that focuses on the lives of ordinary people. Maybe it just focuses on one particular street and the the families that live in the houses there. And uh, it's, a, it's a show that just goes on forever. It sort of never, ever ends. Maybe, I mean, Brookside did finish eventually. Uh, it but did. it's like this, yes. this sort yes. of... A drama show focusing on people's ordinary lives, and um, yeah, they're not then typically not that ordinary because they're full of drama, aren't they? Like yeah, extreme lives, I'd say. Yeah, and but people do get really addicted to the, the habit habitual nature of everyday viewing, and so much so that my auntie, when she moved to, I think she went to Connecticut for three years, and she asked my granddad to tape every single EastEnders omnibus, omni, omnibus, 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 which is the Sunday over, uh, like uh, overview or summary. No, it's, it's all of them. It's a collection. It's all of them in one. Yeah. It's yeah. a collection. Yeah. There so you go. EastEnders collection. is, is uh, listeners and viewers, EastEnders is one of the most famous soap operas in, in the UK. It's, it's set in London in a fictional square called Albert Square. And everyone's Cockney in EastEnders, aren't they, Gavner? And um, whereas Brookside is in Liverpool, EastEnders uh, is in London. And then the other one is Coronation Street, which is in Manchester. And there was also, um, what's it called? Um, the one that was set on a farm in the in the south. Um, what's it called? The one Emmerdale? Emmerdale. Emmerdale Farm. Uh, it used to be called Emmerdale Farm, and then it just changed its name to Emmerdale. But it wasn't I that in the. Know it was Emmerdale Farm. Wasn't Emmerdale in the southwest? Weren't they all a bit? Ooh, are farmers, or is that at the Archers on Radio Four? Where was Emmerdale set? <laughs> um, I'm googling it. Emmerdale. Yorkshire. Yorkshire, right? Okay, Emmerdale Farm. Several families from a tight-knit community in the Yorkshire village of Emmerdale face various ups and downs in their lives and strive to overcome their problems. That's the summary of Emmerdale, uh, according to um, Yorkshire, to, uh, according to the IMDb. You know what the IMDb uh, Internet Movie Database rating is for Emmerdale? How many? Uh, what's it got out of ten, according to the IMDb? I'd give it a. F- 4.6? You're very good. Very close. It's 4.8. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whereas uh, EastEnders, EastEnders IMDB, EastEnders has got a rating of, you think it's got more or less than Emmerdale on the IMDB? Oh, it must have more. It must have more. Amazingly enough, it's got 4.7 out of 10. How is that possible? Oh, Surely that, EastEnders yeah. is, is, is uh, the better show. Um, yeah. Anyway, that so. you know, that's if you trust the IMDb. And I've got yeah. another EastEnders here. Anyway, so EastEnders, uh, yeah, it's 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 on TV um, like at least twice a week, but then on Sundays they do the omnibus edition on Sunday morning, where they show all the episodes that have been broadcast that week all back to back. So your what was it? Your your aunt? Your who? Yeah. 
my auntie, she, she watched three years worth of recaps when she came back and then she caught up and then she carried on. So she asked someone else in the family to video all of those omnibus editions and then and save them on VHS videos. And then when she came back, she worked her way through all of those VHSs and then carried on watching it on TV. Wow. Yeah, that's commitment. That is real commitment. Yes. I didn't quite appreciate how mental that was until I've recently thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned, yeah, I was going to say you you mentioned uh, Ant and Deck as well. So Ant and Deck, who are uh, two sort of huge uh, celebrities in the UK, they're TV presenters. TV TV presenters, personalities. They always come as a two though, most of the time. Yeah, that's right. It's always Ant and Deck. And they, um, maybe the most famous show that they are associated with would be, is it Britain's Got Talent? They're on that, aren't they? Yes. They're yes. not any. They're not yeah. the judges. They're the guys on the sort of uh, behind the stage talking to the contestants, and also yes. uh, they do. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, don't they? I, or they yes. used to. And an interesting, interesting one about that. So, British people come to Australia. Australians go to Africa. So, so for the Australian, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It's too, it's not scary enough to go to their own country. <laughs> Sorry, guys, the, the idea of this show is to go to a scary place like a jungle that has creepy crawlies and, and creatures that are going to hurt you, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think they go to Africa. Yes, um, yes, that's right. So yeah, the a, a group of celebrities or sort of low-level celebrities are taken to the jungle where they have to survive and they have to do different challenges. And every week, a different celebrity has to leave and go home. And the one that's left at the end is the winner. Um, and uh, yeah, Ant and Deck are the presenters of this uh, show. But yeah, so the, for the British version, the celebrities have to go to, to Australia, because obviously Australia is full of creepy crawlies and things. But for the Australian version of this, they send them to Africa. Okay, mm. I, wonder, I wonder if there's a... Do you know which part of Africa it is, by any chance? No, I'm just trying to confirm it. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. I'm just wondering if there's an Afri- if there's one from a nation in Africa, if there's like the Nigerian version of uh, I'm a Celebrity, where, where they send the, their celebrities, you know? Maybe they yeah. send them to like, um, yeah, they might send them to, to, to Liverpool or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. The series is set in Kruger National Park, South Africa. South Africa. Okay. Yeah. So where are the South Africa yeah. where's the South African version set? <laughs> like, you know, they're basically doing a house swap. Yeah. I I wonder if South African people if they were sent to Glasgow, that might be quite <laughs> difficult for them. You know? I can't do a South African accent. This Oh no, I'm not even going to try and do it. Hey, it's Hey bro. Hey bro. Hey bro. How's it going? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I can't do it. It's just going to come out as a terrible New Zealand kind of thing, which is totally wrong. Yeah. Um, how are you getting on with your pint? Um, yeah, I could go for another one. You, you fancy another pint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've finished mine. Uh, do we just yeah. get that last bit of, yeah. of the froth? Mm. Yeah. Yum, it's yum, a good yum. one then. Oh, we didn't open the crisps. How did we forget to open the crisps? Well, we'll open them in a second. So what, what would you like? I'll go to the bar. Do you want, do you want another one? Same again. Same again. 
crusty, yes. crusty um, Jesus. wheelbarrow. No memory. No squidgy crankshaft. Squidgy crankshaft. Come on, mate. Okay, crusty wheelbarrow. That's another one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm off to the bar. Okay. Uh, excuse me, mate. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, you're a girl. Uh, awkward. Uh, excuse me. Uh, can I have another pint of Guinness and a and a squidgy uh, crankshaft, please? Yeah. So. Yeah, of course, darling. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Oh, okay. You're over there. <laughs> Get confused in this virtual pub. Okay. Very good. She's pouring the beer. This is fine. When shall I say thanks? Uh, <laughs> thanks. She's finished pouring it. Thanks. <laughs> so how many times am I going to say thanks in this transaction? Okay. That is the first one. Thanks. Thanks. As I put it there. So right. Yeah. All right. And the Guinness. Pay by card. Thanks. Uh, yes. Pay by card, please. Uh, there you go. Struggle to get it out. The wallet. There you go. Beep. Did that go through? Yeah. 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 yeah oh, yeah. great. Funny because <laughs> there wasn't actually a card. That was just a USB memory stick. But it worked. It's amazing. This pub. I love this. Um, okay. Thanks very much. No worries. I take the beers over to the table. There you go, mate. There's your pint. There you are. And uh, another one. Cheers, mate. Cheers. We don't have to look in the eyes in England when we say cheers. Whereas in other countries around the world, if you don't look in the eyes when you do it, then it's seven years of bad sex. Did you know that? I did. I did. But I had actually forgotten that England doesn't do that. No, we don't. You don't have to do that. I thought everywhere does it. But I do. I do remember feeling like there was a time in my life where I didn't have to do all this. So, okay. So when I go back to the UK, I don't have to worry about that. No. Do they, do they look in the eyes in Australia when they say cheers? Yeah. Yeah. Because in yeah. France, it's a big thing. You've got to, you know, you say cheers, you've got to stare at everyone in the eyes when you do it like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's quite a noticeable thing that everyone has to do. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, all right. Well, we don't have to do that here, which is a bit more. Yeah. No, cheers, mate. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. I, I love that. I look forward to that. That's great. What? Looking it's in the eyes. Just, no, not, oh, having, not to. having to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate eye contact now and then, but, you know, when you're, it's actually multitasking, isn't it? You know, having to, you know, balance the pint, time it, right? Yeah. And then some girls want to do the, you know, boomerang or guys, not generalizing the, there. What, the boomerang? Or guys, you know, little boomerang on Instagram. Oh, get it in now. Wait a minute. What do you mean a boomerang on Instagram? This sounds like an Australian thing. You're calling it a boomerang. Do is this do, do, is this what the kids are no. saying in the in England as well? This is the, this is what the kids are saying. I feel like it's not even the kids. Not to be rude, but it's uh you know it's like a I don't a do three Instagram. second movie, three second looped movie. Oh okay, it's a it's a thing that goes back and forwards like that, kind of a gif yeah, or yeah, gif yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, I heard it is gif because it's graphics g graphics Something. yes yeah yeah that makes sense so gif because of it's it's g i f is for graphics interface <laughs> um so it's the the g should be pronounced with a g sound because of graphics so it's gif there you go we solved it we yeah. solved that debate. my friend who told me that was so smug when he told me it just like i was probably then but he was just like did you know that did you know that? <laughs> that it was a G because of graphics? I bet you're glad you know that. I was like, thanks, mate. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 
Cheers. Jim, that may be true, but doesn't mean you should say it. <laughs> um, so let's open these crisps. A packet of cheese and oh, onion. Yeah. Now, there's a specific oh. way that these crisps have to be opened, isn't there, Charlie? Oh, wow, well, this is controversial. No, is controversial it? Controversial if, if you're a blanket sharer or if you're a um, open at the top and then sort of funnel up and make what? it like a cup. Oh, I've never seen a. I've never seen crisps being funneled up and turned into a cup before. Packet, not the crisps. It's crisp quite thing. glorious. I really enjoy it. Oh, right, it's perfect. It's like a bowl. It's, and then I, you just keep rolling it up. So you open the packet like that at the top, and then you kind of yeah. fold down the sides, and you roll it up, and the the crisps will come out and get presented as if it's a bowl. Yeah, but you do it from the bottom up. You push so you push the bottom up. Like this. Can't believe this is content. Of course this is content. <laughs> this but no, it, it, this it is great content, Charlie. Culture. <laughs> this this is what the people want. Thirteen years I've been doing this podcast, Charlie. You think I've learnt nothing? This is exactly what they want. This listeners, I'm with my th- hands and thumbs, I'm simulating rolling up a packet of crisps. Uh-huh. And you know you you know that's what you want, listeners. And they're all going, yes, it is, except one person. It's not what I want. It's like, well, sorry, can't please everyone. Um, well, I, I always go for the, uh, like, uh, open the crisp packet out completely and lie it flat. So you have to, like, uh, tear the top corner of the packet and then you can rip it open. And then that way the whole crisp packet gets opened out onto a flat, sort of a flat rectangle, and there are all the crisps yeah. on it. And that's how you open out the crisp packet to share the crisps with your with your friends. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you can just yeah. open it at the top and just keep it for yourself like oh. this. And then someone's like, oh, can I, could I, could I have one of those? And you're like, oh, I suppose so. And then you let them have a couple, and then the rest of them are for me because of COVID. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think that is a tip right there. Make it a communal crisp. Yeah. Share. If you go to an English pub. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Open out the crisp packet all the way out. Rip it. Yeah. So if you're hungry and you're thinking, oh, I'll just get some crisps, you're not going to be that full because you're always going to have like a fifth of the packet. Yeah. You've got to be prepared to share. You can't just have your own little packet of crisps all to yourself. You've got to open them out to everyone. Um, And also probably buy drinks in rounds which can be problematic because you get drunk because you, you, you know, you're basically, if you're buying drinks in rounds, it means you're going to be, depending on the number of people you're with, you're going to have multiple drinks. So that can be difficult, yeah. I expect, for people visiting the UK, being with English people and thinking, how do I negotiate this? I don't want to get, I don't want to drink five pints of beer. I just want one maybe or half. Um, and so it can be difficult to get sucked into the thing of, buying rounds but if someone's bought you a drink it's only polite to buy them a drink in return i guess it, i would say it's rude not to not yes. just polite to isn't it true it's, it's rude not yeah. to yeah um this pub over there he says changing the subject mm. um very cleverly see the podcasting skills that the, this pub they've got some arcade machines have you seen <sighs> This could be our opportunity to talk about computer games. Oh, yeah. They've got some old yeah, arcade yeah. machines. They've got, like, I think, um, the old, like, who wants to be a millionaire kind of 
box. Yeah, I think they've got one of those pub, like those pub. quiz ones where you gather round and you kind of do some quiz questions. But they've got a couple of others. They've got I think they've got like Street Fighter two, and uh, oh, wow, and, and maybe more. Mortal- I've, I've never ever seen that in a pub. Really? <laughs> I, no, quite honestly, Street Fighter two. I've never seen. Sometimes in a pub. I, I've only seen like gambling things. Yeah. Yeah, that's very common. You get like fruit machines where you can lose all your yeah. money uh, yeah. and get a gambling that's addiction. Actually, that's actually really popular in Australia. I think really? the most. I think it's the country that has the biggest problem with gambling. Ooh. and they've got in every pretty much every pub you go into, they've got an extra room that allows smoking, and it's got all of these pokies. They call it a pokey, but it's like a fruit machine. Okay. Okay. Right. The roulette, not roulette. What's it? Yeah, it's a fruit machine where it's like three or four bits that are rolling, and then you press a button, and then you try and get a line of them. You're trying to get three lemons, or three lemons, three three little bunches of cherries, or three things that say bar, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Or apples, and then you can say, "How do you like them apples?" I like them quite a lot. Um, but in some pubs some pubs you get sometimes there's a back room which has a pool table in it and you might get a couple of arcade machines Um, but yeah it's not that common to be honest I only said that Charlie because I want to talk I wanted to talk about computer games I know I know I know so you was was Street Fighter one of your first oh yes oh not one of my first no but no because I'm older than you Um, Mm. but um, no Street Fighter is just one of my favourites I'm just thinking actually now Charlie is it a good idea for us to now start talking about computer games uh, when I think they're about to close the pub, which is odd? Because uh, oh. uh, it's like, what's going on? You're, you're closing. What, for lunch? What? Ding, ling, ling, ling. Last orders. They're not, wait, they're not closing for lunch. What, well, <laughs> it's closing time. It's 11 p.m. We've been here for 12 hours, Charlie. On our second drink. (laughs) (laughs) Is this just our second drink? We've been nursing our pints, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've been just sitting here nursing our pints. I didn't realise time flies when you're having fun. We've been here all day and uh, it's last orders at the bar. Well, I'm not ready for another drink. I think this is going to be my last, but uh, I think it's it's probably time for us to to go home. We'll have to talk about uh, computer games another time, I think. Yeah, all good. My missus is texting me, actually. Yeah, really? I've got some dinner. Waiting at home. Ah, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. You oh. don't want to. You don't want to end up in the doghouse. Oh, uh, uh, be there again. Uh. Anyway, uh. yes. All right. Well, there we go. I'll take the. We'll take the, the 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 glasses back to the bar, which is also a polite thing to do if you've got empty glasses. Just you know, take it them is. back to the bar. Not a requirement, but it is ni- a nicety. It's yeah. a nice thing to do, isn't it? And you can put the glasses on the bar and go, thanks a lot, bye-bye, have a nice day, and then off you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, All right. Get our coats on. and Coats on because it's summer in England. Are you a... Sorry, listeners. Are you a handshake or open handshake mm, or fist, fist bump, bump, elbow bump? Or hug? Uh, hugs, slap the back. Slap the back. I don't know. We could do all of those things. Let's do this. We'll go handshake, right? Come in for the handshake. Handshake. And I'll flip it into a into one of those things. And then a yeah. fist bump. 
Oh, wow. And then I'm going to pull you in for a hug like that, slap you on the back like that. Nice one, Charlie. It was yeah. really good to see you again. Yeah. Um, have, a, have a nice journey back to Australia from this virtual oh. pub. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. You've got the last train. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, <laughs> this has been a very stupid uh, conversation in, in places, but also hopefully quite a... Uh, an informative one in some regard uh, about pub culture and stuff like that. How to, you know, do a crisp packet. <laughs> I think that's the best moment. If you ever want a, a viral YouTube video, just clip that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, yeah. good. Well, I'll let you, let you get back to normal life. How was that cider, by the way? You, you, you're not a cider person, but the, the actual real cider that you're drinking, is it, is it okay for you? It's actually all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it does the job. It does the job, okay. or it did the job. Yeah, it did the job. Refreshing and appley with five percent alcohol content. I'm imagining. I'm predicting. Very good reader. Yeah, five five percent is Bang it? On. Well, yeah. there you go. Okay, he knows his Normally, five percent is the normal. It's you a decent said, strength. How do you like them apples again? How do you like? How did you like those apples or them apples? <laughs> how do you like them apples? It's a phrase, listeners. How, when do we say, how do you like them apples? I think it's uh, when a confrontation occurs and like the retaliation is stronger, maybe. Right, right. It's like an unexpected win. And it's like, oh God, I so, got defeated. And then the, the winner could say, how do you like them apples? So we're playing pool, like billiards, as they call it in some places, but we call it pool. It's not snooker. It's the American version as the sound effect, just in case anyone was in any doubt over what we're talking about. You know now, don't you? Because you heard the sound effect. So we're playing pool. It's a good sound effect. It's not really that good. Um, and um, so you, you, uh, you pot a couple of balls and then I come in and pot three. Uh, but yeah. I'm smug. I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, look at that. And I then, potted a ball and then pow, I pot two balls. And then I'm like, how do you like them apples? Very good. You don't have to say good. it that I loudly. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say very good. I would just have to just accept the good comment. Yeah. Unless I can think of something witty about your eyebrows or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was very good, but you got no eyebrows. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's them apples as well. It is grammatically incorrect, but it's just a sort of a colloquialism. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then, listeners, how do you like them apples? Uh, there you go. Um, Charlie, thanks so much for featuring in this episode of my podcast. Um, I hope you, you have a nice evening. And uh, yeah. yeah, cheers. Nice one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did enjoy it. And um, I actually feel like I've been to the pub because I've had the drink. It's coming to the time where I'd go home. Eight-ish. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Go home for Perfect. dinner. Yeah. Big Mac and a, and a little cheeseburger on the side, maybe, on the way home. Ooh. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. good. I'm going to end this. I'm terrible at ending my conversations on the podcast. I'm really, I can never do it. So I think maybe what I have to do is just sort of like say, stop like it's a movie and cut. <laughs> <laughs> and we're good. We're out. We're out. <laughs>
So there you go. That was my conversation with Charlie Baxter in our virtual pub with our virtual drinks. And yeah, there is a YouTube version of that, which is just the conversation. You don't get to hear these wonderful comments at the end, the sort of rambling stuff at the end. I'm not going to ramble too much here. Um, I'm just going to say, hey, well done. You listened all the way through to the end, which makes you an extra special, super duper wonderful listener and someone who's actually got uh, some level of uh, concentration. (laughs) Congratulations for managing to concentrate on just one thing for all this time. Uh, Very good. Uh, So what do I need to say at the end? Not much, really. Not much, except that I, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful. Let me remind you again that episode 100 of this podcast goes into yet more detail about going to the pub. If I look at my episode archive and I search for episode 100, um, what, what happens? What's the summary? Let me just scroll back through the millions of episodes. I say millions, it's hundreds. As I do a command F search and then type the number 100, boom, I get straight to it. Going to the pub, everything you need to know about going to the pub in the UK with James. Uh, In this episode, you'll learn everything you need to know about going to the pub, including what does a pub look like, which is important, isn't it? Because you've got to be able to identify one. Different types of pub. Uh, Are you welcome in a pub? Lots of uh, visitors to the UK, they kind of think, Oh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I should go in a pub. Am I welcome? So, are you welcome? Of course you are. Uh, opening times for pubs, how to order, where to stand, how to get served, the order of being served, buying drinks for other people, tipping. Should you tip and how? What to say to the barman or bartender? Uh, making conversation with locals, the types of drink you can find in a pub, useful phrases, what you will find in the pub. Places to sit, things to do, smoking, food, uh, trouble, if there's ever trouble in a pub, uh, local people, banter. That's the a kind of t- a type of conversation that you might have in a pub. Football, because often we go to the pub to watch football matches. Uh, pub lunch, so eating lunch in the pub. After work drinks, that's when you go to the pub after work and there's you know, a sort of culture of after-work drinks. The night out, that's like a Friday or Saturday night out in a pub. The beer garden, what not to do. So some some things you shouldn't do. Binge drinking, which is the slightly, well, slightly, the very unhealthy way that we often drink in the UK. And that involves basically drinking lots of booze uh, in one evening. Getting drunk. Words for being drunk. Uh, The pub in British culture. That's stuff like in films and TV shows. Loads of stuff to to get your teeth stuck into there in episode 100. So I recommend going back into the archive and finding that one and listening to that one too. Okay. The the recording quality is not quite the same as it is these days. Now I'm fully kitted out with various microphones and I've managed to make my pod room quite quiet so it's good for recording that one episode 100 was recorded in my flat in london yeah 10 years ago in one of the very early in in my first pod room which was also my living room in my flat in 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 uh, west london w6 was the postcode that's why my podcast logo has got the 
the code W6 written on it. If you've ever looked at my podcast logo and it says Luke's English Podcast, Real British English, W6. What's W6? W6 is the postcode where I used to live in London when I first started the podcast. Yeah, there you go. If you've if you've listened to episode one of this podcast, you'll know that. But maybe you forgot because that was a long time ago. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And um, have a lovely day, morning, afternoon, evening or night. Okay, and I'll speak to you soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.